0: Ring, ding, jingling, ring jing jingaling, ring jing, jingaling, ring. It's a podcast and why the hell would I sing? I'll sing some more later in the show. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna do a little singing later. I got a whole segment about pop stars. You'll be you'll be surprised where a lot of the most famous successful pop stars are coming from. Oh yeah, little props. To famous uh, pop singers. Later in the show, we'll be talking about that. Speaking of singing, we're going to play a a Christmas carol favorite, a tradition here at the Harland Highway. We're going to be listening to uh, Snowballs by my friend Toby Huss. We play it every year. Kind of get you in the mood for the holidays. Um, And how about this? You ever been in the middle of a cop chase, a police car chase? Has it ever put your life in danger? we got to talk about that. Technology. Oh, my God. Wait till you hear the new study that the scientific world is doing because they're scared that technology might take over humanity one day. This is interesting stuff we're going to be talking about. And, uh, of course, we have the Harland Highway question of the day where we, you know, make you probe your brain to try and come up with the answers because we're intelligent, right here at the Harland Highway!
1: Welcome to the Harland Highway.
0: All right, let's get this sucker
1: going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man! You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes.
0: Oh yeah! Mm Mm-hmm! Well, welcome to the podcast. Let's get heady right out of the gate. Let's get heady. And that's not a sexual term for those of you kind of pervy people out there. Let's get into this. Um, Apparently, there's a study going on right now. Scientists are doing a study based on the risk of robot uprisings wiping out the human race. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Well, no, not, yeah, whatever. It, you know, technology is advancing so rapidly. How many of you have a an uh, iPhone with Siri in it? Siri being a function that uh, it's like a robotic voice that you talk to your phone and it talks back to you. Siri, can you tell me who's playing baseball today? Well, it turns out it's a little, you know. Or Siri, can you tell me how to get to the nearest Chinese restaurant? Yes, you just go down the little, you know. And uh, that's that's called interactive technology. That's you conversing with a machine. You're conversing with your friggin' uh, cell phone. Your cell phone is figuring out, it's piecing together your questions and responding. And uh, there's a giant uh, computer that they made... I think it's called Adam or something like that. I forget what it's called. It's, a, it's like a guy's name, Adam or Rory or something. IBM made this giant computer that goes on Jeopardy and beats the top Jeopardy contestants of all time. It outthinks them. It comes up with random answers. Uh, not random answers. It comes up with correct answers to to uh, random questions that it had no prior knowledge of. And it beats the human reaction. I mean, you've watched how quickly uh, people answer on Jeopardy. So here's a supercomputer processing billions of possibilities for a Jeopardy answer and uh, coming up with the answer ahead of humans. And it's basically taking every bit of technology, uh, every bit of information based on certain topics and combining uh, every uh, hit it gets and filtering through it and coming up with the most logical uh, answer to the question. And it's alarmingly, uh, almost horrifically, more often than not, correct. And this computer is beating humans. Uh, and when you look at our world of technology, where you look how they're they're uh, they're generating uh, human organs and human tissue in petri dishes, they're manufacturing uh, human skin. They're learning how to grow limbs, and at the same time, you know, technology is taking leaps and bounds, and you got to go. Well, at what point in time do they merge? You know, when is there a petri dish where they're growing like skin with computer chips in it, and it's all functioning together? And you reattach the skin, and there's there's uh, there's electronics in it, or uh, robotic parts, or computer chips, components, transmitters, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of freaky, man. It's kind of freaky, right? So, the potential, the rate we're moving, the way we're burning through technology, the way that, uh, you know, there's there's things that exist, things that are in development, um, you know, uh, technologies that are formulating their own uh, thoughts based on data we give them, but nonetheless, they're reaching their own conclusions. So, check this out. The uh, Center for the Study of existential risk Caesar C-S-E-R Center for the Study of Existential Risk um, which by the way Caesar was an emperor of Rome who uh, controlled the masses through his uh, use of power kind of interesting Caesar will study dangers posed by biotechnology artificial life nanotechnology, and climate change. The scientists said that to dismiss concerns of a potential robot uprising would be, quote, dangerous. Fears that machines may take over have been central to the plot of some of the most popular science fiction films. Perhaps, Perhaps most famous is Skynet, a rogue computer system depicted in the Terminator films. Skynet gained self-awareness and fought back after first being developed by the U.S. military. So we all know Skynet from the uh, Terminator movies, right? And and these advanced computers started formulating their own uh, ability to reason. So they continue here. Um... And they say, but despite being the subject of far-fetched fantasies, these movies and, and Skynet and all this stuff, researchers said the concept, keyword concept of machines outsmarting us, demands mature attention. The seriousness of these risks is difficult to assess, but that in itself seems a cause for concern, given how much is at stake. Um... So, interesting, right? It, it's very true. They, it's, they go on to say, It seems a reasonable prediction that sometime in this or the next century, uh, which isn't far away, intelligence will escape from the constraints of biology. Um, and he added that as robots and computers become smarter than humans... We could find ourselves at the mercy of machines that are not malicious, but machines whose interests don't include us. And look, you might think that's that's out there, but it's not, man. It's it's really not. Um as they develop as they develop technology that begins to think and come up with answers and, and learn. Uh, the early computers that that, uh, that they created to beat chess players, uh, initially the humans could beat the computer, but what happened is the c- computers gained knowledge, and the computers learned from their mistakes, and eventually the computers were able to beat the human beings. Uh, the best chess players on planet Earth could not beat these computers at chess. And as I said it didn't start that way they they learned from their errors the computers and uh, they retained the memories of the losses and they compiled that data and they learned how to defeat humans so if that's if that's the you know something that's at the kind of the beginning of computer intelligence you can only imagine the leaps and bounds now now computers can beat Jeopardy players. They can take a a random question. What was the Queen uh, Victoria's uh, favorite dress that she wore in uh, 1503? Like, who knows the answer to that stupid question, Jeopardy questions? The computer figures it out and has the correct answer. How does a damn computer know what Queen Victoria wore? I'll tell you what, 99.9% of us humans don't know what it was, but somehow a bunch of wires and and, uh, components knows the answer to a human history question? Isn't that a little startling? And we're just at the beginning of this. don't, Don't forget, folks, 100 years ago, there were still people pulling things around on carts led by horses 100, 120 years ago. That's not long. Okay? Think about cell phones in the 90s. You know, the first cell phones were just these big, clunky phones that all you could do was make a phone call on them. That's all you could do. Beep, 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 beep. Hello, mom? Oh, God, it's him. Hang up. It was a phone. You made phone calls. Boom. Okay? Now we're in 2012. What can your phone do now? Your phone can talk to you. Your phone can GPS you. It can tell you how to get places. You can download apps. You can control your lights. You can be in Australia and turn on a light in your house. Uh, you can you can uh, you can do anything with your phone now. So imagine a hundred years from now where all this technology will be. So I think this is a reasonable thing. It sounds a little goofy. It sounds a little sci-fi-ish, but uh, be warned, man. Terminator's coming. I'll be back, ice holes. I'll be back, ice holes. Pretty wild, right? So I'm just, you know, I'm just bringing this to your attention. Be alert. Be afraid. Leave your cell phone in another room at night. Don't let it be near your bed. It's watching you. It's listening to you, snoring and having sexual pleasures with your partner. And it's, it's recording your sleep talking. And it's going to use it against you to destroy you. It's going to come and murder you in the night. Your own cell phone, your iPhone 5, is going to slit your throat in the middle of the night. Oh, my God. And it's going to know how to cover its tracks. It's that smart. And it's going to videotape the murder and send it to the other iPhones. And Siri will start become, Siri will become, her name's Siri because it's short for serial killer. Siri-o-l-killer. She's going to get us all. She's Alive. Alive. Ah! Okay. Take it easy, Williams. You're all like, well, what the hell am I listening to a podcast for? I'm listening to it on my uh, my iPod. i got to get out of here, man. I'm going to die. So pretty wild stuff, man. Pretty wild stuff. Something to think about. I'm glad they're doing a study because it, it it's going to come down, man. Hasta la vista, baby. Whew. Okay, now that I've terrified all of you, let's cut to a uh, Christmas tradition. Here at the Harland Highway. Let's lighten the tone here. It's the holidays, man. We're coming up on Christmas. So let's lighten the tone. Every Christmas season, I love to do this. My buddy, Toby Haas, great comedian, actor, singer. Uh, Every year, I take out uh, one of his Christmas songs. Uh, It's called uh, Snowballs. And uh, it's one of my favorite Christmas carols, and I love Toby singing. It's a great little song. Let's do it. Let's let's get the Christmas holiday cheer going here. Here he is, Toby Us, singing some Christmas for you. Snowballs. Yeah, it was this time of year, about a year ago, I think, around
1: the holiday seasons, and I was at home waiting for the old lady to get back. She'd been gone a couple weeks, you see's. So I had a couple dozen hot toddies or so waiting for her there. Heh. Finally, the door opens up. Rudy! Hey, baby, it's been a while. Take off the dress. She don't. She gives me the stink eye. Where's the tree? What do you mean, what tree? It's Christmas Eve, Kazoni. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was June. She says that's it. That's it, Rudy, I'm leaving you. I've had enough. I can't take no more. I found another guy. I'm gone. Hold on, baby. What do you mean? On Christmas Eve? You're leaving me? You found another guy? Who is this Joe? What's he got that I don't got? Well, he's really cute Baby, it's me, it's Rudy He's got a sharp red suit I know I ain't no beauty But if you squint your eyes When the lights are low You got one swell-looking skinny They go Kids love him to boo Was this more than a date? He's got a sack of loot <laughs> No, you little ain't great Well, yesterday you're my lips smacker Now you're a sugar plum nutcracker I did not forget Christmas No, I hung some mistletoe in my pants Pucker up! Mr. snowballs Like mine Snowballs like the ones you're leaving behind You're gonna miss my back Spackling, crackling, hot You'll log Wax nostalgic for my steamy holiday nog These jolly and bad who is this pest? Pizza rosy and red. Oh, I should have guessed. Don't hit your ass on the way out the dough. You ho ho snow blowing ho ho ho. Oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy. Blow it out your dingle. Don't go getting snooty. Oh, So you bag the kringle. So long, but don't forget, my dear. Old oh, fat so comes but once a year. There's snowballs. I the like these. I love his big north pole. And they jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle down below my knees. Y'all gonna miss roasting my chestnuts. Oh yes ma'am. Good luck without my pink honey glazed holiday ham. Cause there's snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like these twins you're leaving behind. Dear Santa Claus, thanks for nothing. P.S. Could you possibly uh, bring me a new broad? Or if not, I don't know, toss a couple of drunk elves in my bed or something. A couple of your little helpers. They help you, they can help me, pal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's that little devilish laugh. That's my boy Toby Haas, a uh, very talented guy. Toby uh, and I did a movie together back in the day in the in the 90s before the technology was wild. We did a submarine movie called Down Periscope and uh Toby played the electrician on the submarine and I played the uh sonar man. And uh just a all-around talented dude. I love to play his song every year. A lot of fun. And on top of that, catchy. It's one of those catchy tunes, man. Uh, But enough of that. Uh, Why don't we feature some more of Toby's music uh, later on in the uh, weeks to come before Christmas. But for now, uh, why don't we get to the Harland Highway question of the day. The Harland Highway question
1: of the day.
0: Okay, here it is. What in the name of hell is skin on the teeth? How many of you have skin on your teeth? I don't think any of you have skin on your teeth, unless you're a cannibal and you just ate your grandfather. But have you ever heard that saying, man, we got out of there by the skin of our teeth? I'm telling you, man, we're, we're just getting by by the skin of our teeth. What the hell does that mean? Who has skin on their teeth? Who the hell invented that? The the only guy I could see saying that is Hannibal Lecter. I just got out of the detention center by the skin of my teeth. And there is actual human skin on my teeth, Clarice. So that's the big question of the day. What the hell does skin of my teeth mean? The Harlan Highway question of the day. And here's a more uh, serious. This isn't the question of the day. We already did that. But here's a question for you. Have you ever been in a situation where you've almost been hit by a cop car that's speeding through lights? i got to tell you, I was driving the other night. You know, I'm heading over to Chick-fil-A at, like, 10 in the evening to get my my sandwich, my chicken fillet sandwich on cuz you know that's that's how I roll at night. I like to cruise down the strip in my pickup truck and pick me up a Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah. Nice. Um but I'm uh, I'm coming up to the uh, street light and I'm in the left turn lane, right? Cuz I got to I got to take a left turn to get over to Chick-fil-A. I'm at a busy intersection in uh, Hollywood, and uh, all of a sudden I see a cop coming down in front of me. He starts like going through the red light. His lights are flashing, and he did a quick little, but just a quickie. He didn't keep the siren on, but he had these, you know, the strobing lights, and it's nighttime. And uh, I tell you what, man, there was a guy coming down. He wasn't taking a left turn like me. He was going right through the green. And this guy slammed on the brakes and came from what the, probably about two feet from T-boning this cop car right in front of me, right? And it's L.A., so I had my windows down, and there was some homeless guy on the corner, this black dude with dreadlocks, and, you know, he had a... He had like speakers in his ears, and he was probably tweaking or something. And he just to him it was like a, it was like a free dinner theater, right? Like he jumped up the second it was going. He was it's like oh man, guy almost ran into a cop." You're <laughs> just laughing like this is the funniest thing. Oh man, he almost hit that cop, man. He couldn't get enough of it. But I was like, man, it was dangerous. I mean, you know, whoever was in that little car looked like a little family car. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a guy in a sports car speeding. This was just like your average Dodge Neon out for, a. you know, someone was going about their business. They're coming down the road. And, you know, in a way, now, I, now that I think of it, I drive a big pickup truck. So I might have been obstructing their view a little bit from the, uh, you know, the cop car that was coming from the left straight down the road. They're probably pulling up, you know, driving past me to go through this intersection. My truck might have blocked their view a little bit. And, uh, man, they almost smashed right into this cop car. And I'm thinking, where, where was the cop going that's so important? You know? It is there is there a drug bust, is there a, a hostage situation? Is there you know, is is it a situation where uh you know he he had to speed through that intersection and risk not only his life but the lives of people in the cars like you know, some psycho's holding up a seven eleven. I've gotta get there and draw my gun. Or is he racing to save someone's life, which is, you know, what we want them to do. But what if in the the effort to race and save someone's life, he loses his life or worse yet, takes someone else's life. And, you know, guess what? This stuff happens, man. This stuff actually happens. So you ask yourself, uh, you know, does time matter? I guess it does. Sometimes they say just mere seconds could be the difference between life and death. So I guess they got to do it, but wow. It was tense, man. I was like, oh, man, they're going to hit. And somehow this Dodge Neon just stopped in time. Much to the chagrin of the, the homeless dude with the predator hair. <laughs> oh, man, the cop hit the thing. Right? So I don't know. I'm wondering if that's ever happened to you guys. The pavement pounders, man. You Almost got wailed by a cop car or an ambulance. It's pretty scary. So uh, keep keep your eyes open, man. Keep your eyes open for that. Good night, Nelly Furtado. Will you shut that thing off? Speaking of Nelly Furtado, you know, it just occurred to me. I got to give a little shout out, man. Little shout out to the uh, to, to the uh, Canadian singers. Um, it occurred to me that uh, you know the Canadian singers are kind of really dominating the landscape right now—the pop singers and the uh, you know a lot of a lot of the the uh, solo artist singers. Um, and the reason I thought of it is because Nelly Furtado's Canadian. You know, Nelly Furtado, big hit hit writing machine, um, Canadian, Avril Lavigne, little pop superstar writing the hits, Canadian, Alanis Morissette, you know, pop superstar for the last like almost two decades, Canadian, Justin Bieber, Canadian. Sarah McLaughlin, Canadian; Celine Dion, Canadian. Right now, this uh, this new girl who won Best Vocal or Be- Best Pop Female Pop Star of the Year. You know, the, I don't I think her name's Carly something. She's like, "So call me, call me, baby. I just got your number. So call me, call me lately, or whatever the hell that thing is. That catchy little, the one with the bangs." Carly Rae Cyrus or some friggin' name Canadian? Hey, With all these Canadians, man, dominating the little pop music world. I'll say it again, Sweet Nelly Furtado. What are they? What are they putting in the water up there in Canada, man? Why didn't I get it? Why didn't I become a pop tune singer? I'm Canadian. So, baby. This is crazy. I just met you. So call me maybe. Call me baby. What? That wasn't good? You could... Oh, so I'm not a pop singer. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much for hurting my, my feelings. So rude. Well, I'm just going to end the show. If I can't sing Call Me Baby, then I'm just going to have hurt feelings and I'm going to just go away. Screw you guys. Um, No, I'm not going to go away. Um, I'm still here. But uh, let's get to some announcements here, shall we? First of all, let me announce, let me tell you about a really cool thing. If you don't have plans for New Year's Eve yet and you're uh, living in Toronto, Toronto, Canada, you're in the area, uh, we, I, am hosting Uh, the Massey Hall New Year's Eve comedy extravaganza. Uh, This thing starts at like 7.30, and uh, it's, uh, you know, December 31st, and uh, it's down at Great Theater, Great Theater right in downtown Toronto, beautiful theater, legendary theater, and I'm going to be hosting an evening filled with uh, comedians and some surprise guests, and uh it's going to be a blast. So uh make sure you check that out. Uh look look that up on the internet. The 12th annual Messy Hall New Year's Eve Comedy Extravaganza. That's going to be a blast and uh it's done by 10:30. So uh you're not going to be spending your your New Year's in a theater full of strangers. You're going to catch a show early, 7:30, you're out by 10:30. And uh, you're on your way to your New Year's Eve party. So a great way to uh, kick off your night. Um, And uh, also let me tell you about my new special is coming out. Uh, My new one-hour stand-up comedy special called Harlan Williams, A Force of Nature. It's my first special in like two, three years. And this one's a dilly, gang. Uh, This one, I've already mentioned it. I shot the darn thing in the middle of the desert up on a hill in the blazing sun. It's uh, it's stunning to look at, and it's a uh, really different, really fun, pushing the envelope, which you knew what you know I like to do. Uh, and you can get that at iTunes. Download that sucker at iTunes. Uh, January fifteenth, twenty thirteen. Harland Williams, a force of nature. Be the first to get it and tell your friends. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Also, be sure to join my Twitter page, at Harland Williams. And don't forget, on my YouTube channel, uh, you can see the new Cock, the Ass, and the Pussy cartoon, which is not what you think. It's not a porno. It's about a cat, a rooster, and a donkey. The Cock, the Ass, and the Pussy. Check out their adventures, the new animated short I'm available. Don't forget to uh, join up on my official, the Harlan Williams official Facebook page. And uh, if you want to call me, call me baby or call me lately, uh, you can always call the uh, Harlan Highway and leave a message, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. And your comments or whatever might make it on the air. You can always write me at HarlanWilliams.com. And uh, don't forget to check out my new uh, the the new um, comedy podcast network that I'm a part of called All Things Comedy. That's allthingscomedy.com, where you can find other fun podcasts, comedy podcasts on that network as well. So there you go. Call me baby. Just don't call me late for dinner because I'm having chicken chow mein tonight, baby!